recognized symbol of excellence and brotherly entertainment. And kayfabe b-i-k is war this is season six of the brothers in kayfabe i am one of your aforementioned brothers in kayfabe the kingpin of drip that is kinzer keel himself wearing my roosevelt tonight this is you know it's it's spring it's time to start getting that ice cold beer out it's time to get the uh the summer shirts the spring shirts out and start getting ready for some sun We've got some wrestling on the TV tonight, and we have a really great episode for you tonight. It's just me tonight. There is no Lando in the house, no Mr. Wrestling, but that's okay because we have a very special guest tonight. That special guest will be coming here very shortly. Before we get to that, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of housekeeping as always, the PIK trading cards are for sale. Those are a double autograph BIK uh, trading card. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. You can also find that at merch.table at any of your local Oklahoma indie wrestling shows that Mr. Kinzer Keel appears on. There's a little bit of the back right there. Don't forget, bums analog conversion if you have old videotapes old home movies old uh you know wedding videos hit up landon for your best analog conversion you can get that to digital you can get that on dvd you can get that on both and especially if you have old wrestling tapes make sure to hit up landon on facebook as well as pro wrestling tees dot com slash kinzer keel get your kinzer keel is toyetic af t-shirt and also the real wrestling action with the keel crunch t-shirt both available on pro wrestling tees.com slash kinzer keel a few new designs coming soon that being said there is one more piece of information we have before we get in to the main part of the programming where you can find me kinzer keel next that is Majestic Championship Wrestling. The winner takes it all at the Creek Nation Indian Community Center, Friday, May 19th. Doors open at 6 p.m., bell at 7 p.m. Tickets still available, $20 for ringside, $10 general admission. Go to Majestic Championship Wrestling on Facebook, or you can call 405-683-3887 for more information. Come see all your favorites like the spotlight Logan Knight, who just won the Empire Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship last night. If you're if you're listening to this on Tuesday, that was Saturday. And then, of course, your Majestic Championship Wrestling champion, Neshoba Ninak, as well as Skids here making an important announcement about his injury. 
and all your other favorites from Majestic Championship Wrestling. We will see you May 19th. And right before we go into the main part of the podcast, we're we're not going to have as much banter right up front because it's going to be uh, all banter the rest of the day. I am watching WrestleMania 9 right now on uh, Peacock. And uh, one that I have seen all the matches from but never watched it start to finish. I love this Bobby the Brain part at the beginning, but uh, never watched this start to finish. So, you know, I felt, what the hell, let's throw it on. But before we get started, it is time to hear from our brother podcast that is Spanning the Globe. Hello, Mark Maggard here inviting you to join us Thursday night on Spanning the Globe, where we discuss the belt hobby and professional wrestling and have a little fun along the way. Andy, Jim, Lane, Richard, and myself love to have a good time talking about wrestling. We'd love for you to join in the fun with us. Spanning the Globe, Thursday night at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, in the Wide World of Bells Facebook group and on the Wide World of Bells YouTube channel. We'll see you then. And we love the Spanning the Globe podcast. Uh, one of our favorite podcasts of the week. They're live every Thursday. It's a great time. They sit there and they talk to you. They show off some belts that they got that week, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Don't forget our new sponsors, Miguel Reiner with uh, Custom Music from Black Island Productions. He just sent me over my final uh, my final um, edit of my custom music for the squared circle. And, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. <coughs> he did such a great job. $150 gets you one of the best in the business to do your, uh, music. That's a 75 up front, 75 on delivery. And, uh, he'll help you all along the way. And don't forget Mark Cochran, Mark Cochran, over at Gonzo Customs with head, head Gimmicks. He is uh, our new sponsor. Go see him for all your uh, all your wrestling um, 3D printed needs. I actually have a Dr. Death that I'm in the process of painting right here. Dr. Death head as well as uh, a couple Briscoe brother uh, heads. So can't wait for you guys to see that. But as always, hit up Head Gimmicks on Instagram. It's a great time uh, dealing with Mark. And uh, with that, we're going to go on to the main part of the podcast. We're going to go on to the interview section. Now, I want to thank this man because he he came on 10 minutes before we were scheduled to start. This man, I messaged him. Unfortunately, Landon was feeling like uh, CM Punk on a Z-Pack. And uh, this man stepped up, and uh, I can't thank him enough. Mr. J-Bone, John, how you doing? Oh, yeah, freak out, freak out, nobody freak out. It's not the macho man, Randy Savage, but it's the macho man, J-Bone. And I'm staring right at you from the video scope, yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> that that is quite a title belt you got there. The the raw down. Raw down, yeah. So uh, you know, I uh I do I do a lot. We got a couple uh couple couple podcasts that kind of work with uh one being Turnbuckle Tavern, uh and uh we do a uh WWE show and I'm the current 
raw down champion <laughs> the raw down predictions champion i uh oh of course yeah. uh, i uh I, I slammed my opponent at wrestlemania just like just like that big nasty giant dude i picked him up right over my head okay it's starting to sound like macho man but you get it <laughs> you get my point. oh yeah well yeah almost everything that i try to do uh as a uh um trying to impersonate somebody it always ends up being macho man for some reason <laughs> like it's just that it's just that go-to wrestling one right you know? right like it just goes straight to it but uh i just saw macho man up on the tv screen because i'm watching yeah. wrestlemania 9 and oh yeah uh them pulling him in on the on the big uh caesar's plate whatever you want to call yeah, it he's the, getting the fed table. grapes he getting fed it was grapes. great man it's great <laughs> but uh yeah man uh I was going to ask you, and I, I should have asked you before. It did, I didn't know. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. So I didn't want to like mispronounce it right everybody away. Everybody mispronounces. I'll tell you a little funny story too. But um, when the last name is spelled, it's pronounced swallow. It's which I know it's S O I L E A U. Yeah, it's I'm I'm from Louisiana, so we got to we got to spell things. We got to alphabet soup. We're going going on, and we just say, hey, that that looks like swallow to us. But uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, when I joined, first joined the major pod uh, group, uh, you know, we're starting getting those card breaks. Brian Myers was like, How do you say this last name? <laughs> Somebody help me. And I was like, Yeah, whatever, because like, I'm used to it by now. And then I think it started to kind of bother him at some point. So finally, I was like, Hey, just to let you know, like, I don't care, but when my, last, my last name is spelt swallow, you know, or it's, it's that's how you pronounce it. So it kind of became a thing with throughout the MWO and the. And other people, because the other major pod guys would be like Soyalu, and Brian Myers would be like, "No, nah, man, that's not how you say it." I know, I know, speak Cajun. <laughs> I love it. So, so I was going to ask you, you're so you're from Louisiana? Yes, yeah, South Louisiana. Uh, you know, born and raised, and uh, yes, it pretty pretty much Bobby Boucher territory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, not not quite the the what the picture is, but. Some parts of the state can be, um, but yeah, I, I just had chicken fingers and fries to this tonight. No, no alligator and snake or anything. <laughs> nothing like that. that you had to beat the pot and go get back India. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no nothing. <laughs> I didn't catch my food. I caught it. Well, I guess I did. I caught it at the grocery store, but not in the wild. So <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Well, I was gonna tell you. You know, I'm I'm used to having to ask people's names because I'm a wrestling commentator and a wrestling manager. But also, before I did that, I was a uh, racing commentator, like right. auto racing, mm -hmm. and there were always the craziest last names. Like mm -hmm. there was one guy that showed up. His last name was spelled spelled no joke, G U A. I L L A M E. Whoa. And I went, is that Gulame? Gulame? He goes, it's Gilliam. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, cool. That's a that's a new way to spell that. I didn't know that. So learn learning something today. <laughs> learn something new every day. But man, welcome to the Brothers and K Fabe yes. podcast. You know, we're all here because we love um pro wrestling. We're all good mm -hmm. brothers in K Fabe, you know. And uh, before we really get into the meat of the podcast, I know that you're um, a podcaster yourself. So, mm -hmm. so tell the folks at home a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you at. Sure. Um, my, my podcast 
not to be confused with the raw down, but it's one of the podcasts to do. But uh, my main one uh, that I personally do is coming down the aisle. Um, you can find me at coming down the aisle pod.com. And, uh, the, you know, each, you know, the, the, the show's broken up into three segments, gorilla position where I kind of break down some quick news and, and I get opinionated a little bit here and there. Um, and then the, the real meat of the bone of the show is the coming down the aisle segment where each week I have a guest that, uh, they come and bring a match with them. And, um, we talk a little bit before kind of get into their fandom or talk current events, depending on, um, if they, if it's a repeat guest or not, but, uh, but we always, we've never done the, uh, the same match twice. Uh, it's always been the, uh, different match each and every week. Sometimes I have pro wrestlers on indie wrestlers, uh, commentators, managers, yeah. uh, podcasters, things like that. And, um, uh, then the, and then, and then finish, I kind of, I'll break down maybe some more cards, but really get into figures, uh, big into the figure okay. game as well, okay. you know? And, uh, so, uh, the show has been going on for, uh, about two and a half years now. Um, on it actually just recorded episode one twenty uh, <laughs> this past week. So, so we started probably around the same time. Yeah, we're on so. episode one twenty ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I did have a little bit of a hiatus. Um, same uh, back, back in November because I was moving houses. And you know what? I do this all by myself. I don't have a. I actually, I, I do. I do. Uh, we'll do some bonus episodes with uh, Miles Weaver. He's in the group, and we, we do a list as well too. Um, but as far as like the main show, I do it, you know, I do all the, uh, social media, uh, all the, uh, planning, all the, everything. <laughs> so I, had to, I was moving into a new house. So I was like, eh, I'm going to have to put it on hiatus. <laughs> a lot so, of, a lot of dudes starting podcasts in the middle of, uh, COVID. So <laughs> yes, yes. We we're just, all right. Like, all right, we'll just collect figures for a while. Okay, this is getting boring. Let me start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. We 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 started we started probably in March of 2020. And it okay. was three of us. And one of them after season one couldn't really do it anymore. And like because of everything that was going on in his life, we were not able to like record every week. Mm. So it took us a while to get the the train going, but now you know. We're at 120, and you know it's yeah. been been a crazy ride since. But, yeah. um, so yeah, I was listening to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast the other day. I love that format because I mm-hmm. love, I love the match of the week type thing. Mm-hmm. We do something kind of similar, um, most of the time when we don't forget to do it. Um, we do uh, the brothers' homework where we tell everybody to go nice. home and watch watch a match, watch right. a certain match, and uh, so that's we I, we're obviously like that because like I love learning new wrestling matches that I want yeah. to watch. So yeah. I want to hear everybody's favorite match. I want exactly. to hear why they love who they love, and because wrestling is for everybody like there's something mm-hmm. in wrestling for everyone so yeah i mean and then that's exactly the exact point you know um at first the, the show was going to be like hey i'm going to get family members on and we're, we're going to watch some wacky stuff you know and uh that kind of got tapped really quick yeah <laughs> so i had to kind of change on the fly but um you know uh they i, I do like 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 you said it's like learning like new new um 
uh, information. You know, uh, I have a guy that um, he'll come on every six months. He's really big into women's wrestling. Um, mm. And uh, like we talk women's wrestling, you know, it'll be a special episode where there's just nothing but women's wrestling every couple months. And then, you know, it'll be, I'm not too much in the NXT product, but he, he is, he liked because he's very, very strong into that. And so I'll watch an NXT match and it's just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like every time I'm like, yeah, this is a good match. And, and I tell myself, I'm going to get back into NXT and I never do, but right. uh, just because of just not because I want, don't want to, I just so much wrestling. I just can't fit it all, you know, in a there, way, but. there is so much wrestling and so much wrestling that my wife will put up with. So like, yeah, I'm uh, right there with you. <laughs> I try to catch everything that I want to during the day whenever I'm working, but like obviously I can't sit here and pay attention to it as mm. well. So I feel you on that. But mm. so uh, as I told you earlier, you know, this podcast is all about why do you love pro wrestling? Mm. We want there's so much hate around pro wrestling that we want to mm. we want to bring out the love. Yes, we, uh, because wrestling, especially since 2019 has become very uh, gatekeepy, if yep. you will. Yep. People think that their way is the only way, and it's like, no, it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I always start out every episode by asking the question, this question. What is your earliest memory of pro wrestling? Oh, man, that one's... It, it probably is honestly really just playing with the figures at first, but I do remember... One the one one thing that really sticks in mind as far as my earliest earliest memory, um, and uh, it would be watching is it's very random, but I would watch this WWF uh, game board VHS, and I would uh-huh. just put it on like repeat, and it was just like a bunch of like quick hit stuff, and it was like you know it stop and ask you questions, but I'm I'm like three or four years old, I'm like I'm just like enthralled by just watching this this tape. I'm I'm I wore that tape. So completely out. I must yeah. have. Um, and then I do do remember watching like like WrestleMania three and WrestleMania five and you know not 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 live just on VHS. But the biggest memory that really sticks out to me and it was the the first pay per view watching live was WrestleMania six, um, Hogan and um, Warrior, of course, and just that that intro with the constellations and yeah, Vince McMahon going challenger for challenger, title for title. It's the ultimate challenge. <laughs> That's WrestleMania. <laughs> that just like I could watch that on repeat and just like uh, just takes me back to 1990. You know, <laughs> I love that man. I love that so much. Yeah, you're you're talking about the year I was born, so like I didn't even get to <laughs> to watch that until I was in college, but. Um, man, that's awesome. Like, so, so growing up, who, who was your favorite growing up? Because there's, there's always like who we love now and who we loved growing up. And like, sometimes that's the same, but not always. So yeah. Who, who was your favorite growing up? I was 100% a Hulkster when I grew up. I mean, Hulk Hogan is what drew me in. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, brother. Um, I, I did, um, and then early, as a kind of probably, well, I'll tell you what it was. It's WrestleMania Seven. WrestleMania Seven is what made me become a Macho Man fan. Okay. Instantly switch, boom, okay. like that. Like, now we're talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I definitely became oh, a Randy no, Savage fan. Man. 
Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I definitely was a Warrior fan too, but definitely like WrestleMania 6, I was definitely a Hawkster fan. I was on the Hogan side. But I wasn't like too upset when, when Warrior won. I was like, okay, you know, it's okay. Um, I do vividly remember 92 Rumble being very upset that Ric Flair won. And then as my fandom kind of evolved, obviously getting to the um, Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars, NWO, um, you know, I, it's, it's, that's, that started to, to, you know, very much evolve. Became a Stone Cold fan, Sean well, and Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold uh, fan, um, you know, just like a lot of others. But to be honest with you, a lot of my uh, Hulkster fandom as a kid, you know, Hulkster one that got me in. But I, I, I'm not a big Hulkster fan these days. You know, yeah. I, I, I just um, he's made it hard to be a Hulkster fan. We'll yeah, that way. And you know, obviously the the controversy surrounding him back in 2015 was not great, but. It it's just man, it's just you know there's there's like living the gimmick and then there's like living the 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 Hulkster gimmick and it's just like it really rubs me the wrong way. You know, you watch Ric Flair. Ric Flair, of course, he lives a gimmick, but that's that was him. Okay, Ric Flair is Ric Flair. Ric like, Flair is Ric Flair. Yeah, Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea are two different people. Right. And watching that that Gawker trial was just I was like, dude, this guy. The Gawker, the Gawker trial has my favorite uh t- like little tidbit that he said and it was when he was like no i never i never said terry bolea had a 10 inch penis <laughs> i said whole i said whole kogan had a 10 inch inch penis brother yeah like, yeah <laughs> it it's just at just for some point it just and then you know obviously you read the read the stories and you know i'll tell you what well, one thing another thing over here recently that really really perturbed me with the hulkster was that the uh macho man a and e documentary like yeah dude 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 was still burying him <laughs> even though he was like oh yeah, it's my brother oh yeah let me tell you, and, you yeah know, but you know he uh he would lock uh elizabeth yeah, in a locker room and yeah uh, yeah you know and I he never. Slay, uh, I told him i told him i never had sex with her but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, he just rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, and you know, it's just I mean, I do have to appreciate him because I mean, at the same time, because he he's the one that got me in my, my fandom started. So, so it's kind of a love hate situation. But my my Mount Rushmore and you know, it it kid kind of change over years. But this is it's pretty Absolutely. much been locked in, locked in like now for a good. I would say six or seven years now. Like it's like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Randy Savage. That's my mouth. I love that. I love that a lot. You know, I mean, so. I, I really dig that. That's a that's a great Mount Rushmore. I mean, you're talking about four pillars of this of this mm-hmm. industry. I mean, you know, they all had their problems, but they all you know ended up being some of the greatest of all time. So I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, I've always told people. I for a long time I wanted to be in radio, so Macho Man always makes me think of this. I always thought it would be the greatest to be like going on your morning drive to work, and the radio guy does Macho Man Randy Savage telling the weather. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pertly cloudy. Yeah, it's gonna be. I have sixty two degrees. You know? <laughs> a part a, a chance of. Dropping the elbow from upstairs. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> That's great. My Satan Elma, say it out loud. It's gonna hail tonight. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like I, I can't disagree with you on any of those guys. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. I I, I do appreciate he is one of the most talented men yeah. to ever step in the ring. Um, but you know, I was never I was never a Shawn Michaels guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked DX, but like I came into wrestling way too late for the original DX because mm-hmm. I came in like late 97, early 98. And by then it was like, He's Sean gonna... was, Sean was on his way out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was, I, I started watching then and then I didn't pick back up until 2008. And by then it was like, Oh, we got the, we got the, um, Vince loves cock, uh, DX yeah. and yeah. that kind of stuff. I hated so like, that. It is what it is. I mean, they were funny whenever they were funny, but sometimes it was just too much. But I will say one of my favorite uh, clips of Shawn Michaels is from that run. Whenever he uh, whenever he super kicks Sean Spears. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) Stan, I just kicked Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Like I and speaking of him, I'm watching him right now versus uh, Tatanka, Tatanka, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've never you know being a huge wrestling fan I've never seen a lot of Tatanka matches so it's it's really oh, man. really Tatanka quite was a the thing. man oh yeah <laughs> and what a body that he had like good night that dude was that dude was jacked yeah oh, he yeah. still is jacked but yeah he, he, um, yeah I saw you know a couple uh, was a couple years ago now the uh, he was on FWF man that dude is, can still go oh yeah. He's got, he's got that old man bodybuilder body right, like right. with the with the gut but it's shredded like right right i <laughs> it cracks me up to see it but it's just like dude the, the dude can get still go that's for sure yeah, but, he can he can um so so those were your guys so like what what have you kind of morphed into your your modern day fandom like what what do you watch on a weekly basis well i, I watch uh, raw and uh definitely watching i watch AEW. um uh you know I, de- I definitely don't miss those raw and uh um dynamite each week uh rampage is kind of hard smackdown I'll t- i haven't watched this week's episode as as of right now you know I'll, I'll probably catch it some point throughout the week um it's because it's Friday night. I, <laughs> to it's me, that's hard. just it's it's hard. It's hard. I and you know, uh, last week I kind of was kind of critical, or very critical actually, uh, on on my episode about uh, this new AEW show on Saturday night. I mean, it's gonna yeah. be even harder. But the the reasons for it, I'm like, dude, it's like mind blowing. I'm really hoping that's not the case, but it is what it is. But I'm really digging what what the AEW's uh, putting down these days. You know, um, they. Um, it's just really interesting to me uh, the way they they kind of book things. They kind of book it, you know, between pay per view to pay per view, yeah. And it's 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 a fun build, you know, uh, as as you go along. I it's maybe want WWE to kind of adopt that a little bit, you know. Like right now, we got backlash coming up here in a couple weeks. And it's like, do we really need a backlash? No, um, you know, <laughs> I'm here to tell so. you, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're gonna, but they're gonna call backlash. <laughs> but they're gonna sell out, and they're gonna make a lot of money yeah. on it. Yeah, so yeah, like, absolutely. I understand, yeah. but yeah. so 
um, you know, you know, content is king, as Eric Bischoff likes to say, right? Absolutely. Uh, so I, I get it. You know, you know, you're just putting out content. Um, but I don't know. I um, and I've definitely appreciated more that the Triple H booking. It's been made made things a little bit more interesting. Um, but I'm not a uh, like you mentioned earlier. I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not a you know. Right. I, I especially if you listen to my podcast, I'll. And like, like, you know, even though I, I like AEW, I probably like, to be honest with you, I do like AEW a little bit more, but yeah. I will keep it down the line. You know, if I like something WWE's doing, then I, I'm going to sing its praises. Uh, if I don't like it, I'm going to say, you know, you know, talk about that too. Same thing with AEW. You know, I was pretty critical with AEW this past week, you know, with this, this whole CM Punk situation, because it's kind of scary to be honest right. with you. Um, so I'm just I'm on that I'm on that train where I'm I'm fairly certain the CM Punk stuff is a work at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think everything happened. I think mm. everything happened, but I think the heat there is just more of a work than anything right now. I, I really I'm hoping I really am. I mean, and and in, if it is good, good for them for for doing this because it's definitely drawing interest. But it's just where are you going to go with this at some point, you know, especially how with both guys, you know, okay. Punk's not been on TV for quite some time, but he's still beloved. So you got to yeah. bring him in. He's going to become, he's got to come in as a baby face, whether or not he turns at some point or not. And the elite are showing as a baby face on television. So something's got to give at some point here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh, so either if, if it isn't work, then we got to kind of start kind of tipping our hands somehow a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's very concerning a little bit, but I hope you're right. I really do. I mean, I'm eating, I'm eating crow because I, whenever it all happened, I came on here and I said, I'm never watching CM Punk ever again. And I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Like, yeah. yeah, but you know, like it's just, it's to the point where it's almost gotta be. It's just how much they've done with, with it as far as, you know, in the news and everything. And, they haven't said a word about it on television, which means that they're waiting to say something about it on television until they can make money off of it. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know. If you do this, the story, even if you do Kenny versus punk, okay, let's just say, okay, oh, let's that'll, say let, that'll know, sell out stadiums everywhere. Absolutely. And this could be the, the one storyline that AEW has been looking for that would get them over the hump to the next right. level. Like that NWO like storyline, you know, uh, I, I've, I, I, I think it, you know, it really will. So, um, I don't know. We said it on this podcast. If you want to sell out Wembley stadium, you make 100%. it, you make it the elite versus punk and FTR. Yep. Yep. And it's, and it's the only time that match is ever going to happen. Do not run it back. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, then you just use from there, and then you go into the next week. You can have um, all in. You can have break it up where it's Omega versus Punk, and then FTR exactly. versus the Bucks for the tag titles. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, I, or even if the, the, the tag titles don't have to be on the line. You know, I don't just, know if FTR be just to have the match. You know, FTR versus Punk three or versus uh, the Bucks three is is a marquee matchup. Like right. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't even have to be for the belts, but it will be. I'm, but you I, know, I, I am concerned though if they are doing the soft brand split that <laughs> all out will be one of the programs. Let's say collisions pay per view, 
Right. And and Dynamite will be the all-in pay-per-view because they are a week apart. So that does concern me a little bit, and which is why I'm thinking it's more of a shoot than a work. Uh, right. Um, and if it is, like I said, shame on everybody involved. Tony, Punk. Absolutely. You know, Lilith and all these other people that are stirring the pot too that have nothing Absolutely. to do with the situation, including <laughs> us. <laughs> Jericho. Jericho. Let's, talk, let's just throw his name yeah. out there. Jericho, uh, Ty Mello. I said this right. statement. Brandon Color can fuck the fuck off, okay? Like that, <laughs> that dude is just, he's just been uh, stirring the pot unnecessarily. It's just like, come on, man. Like, let's make money. People, the fans want to see it. And it goes against AEW's core values. Like we're here to, for the fans, what the fan wants to see. And they've done a great job with it. And they're letting us all down. If, if it is truly a, you know, uh, a shoot. So the reason, the reason I thought it was a work in, uh, we'll, we'll shut off of this because this is not yeah. what we're here for. Right, right, but right, right. <laughs> the reason that I thought it was a work was the fact that the very next pay-per-view, they had live mics in front of the wrestlers mm-hmm. in front of media again. And right. if I'm Tony Khan and CM Punk just did that, the last pay-per-view, we're not doing that again. Right. Like, right. It, yeah. if there's any s- business sense in that, man, you're not doing that again. Like, and yeah. so that's where I think it's a work. And I think that's... I, I think MJF has been playing into that a little bit yes. with his his post show interviews. Yeah. Uh just to, you know, get get that over but um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If they all work together and there isn't really a soft brand split because we don't we don't know that for a fact. Um it's just what, you know, Meltzer and everybody has been saying and it's not always the truth whenever they're saying something. So, mm. you know, we'll see. But uh but yeah, man, I AW that's the that's a great product right now. I mean, they're they're starting to get back on their track. I think mm-hmm. last year they got off a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I agree. Yep. I, it became kind of like a chore to watch some of the right. shows. And it it used to be a deal where like their pay-per-views were all bangers and then after all out last year it was just kind of like not anymore. Right. And uh yeah. Wait, it, I always say this, you can not be a gatekeeper and still be critical of product. 100%. Because then you're just, being, you're just, you are being a gatekeeper because you're being not that homeboy, you know, right. you got to tell it how it is, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I like, I happen to like that product a little bit more right. because for me personally, then my opinions don't really matter. You know, it's like, oh, well, he just, he's the AEW guy, you know? Right. Um, whereas, I, I try to be down the middle um, with everything as best I can. So I'm sure there's people that th- that, that, that he listen and hear like, oh, golly, man, this guy is <laughs> just really loving this, this Tony Khan guy, you know. But uh, uh, but I, yeah, I'm sure they've said it about me. My daughter's name is Moxley. Like uh, <laughs> we're, we're an AEW household first and then a WWE household second. But yeah. like we still watch Raw every week. We yeah. still enjoy Raw. Right. Uh, I want my daughter to watch Raw because there's a lot Raw and SmackDown because there's a lot of really good role models on there like Bianca right. Belair. Yeah. Like Bianca yeah, Belair is uh, is is the role model they've been looking for in that women's division. Yep. And she has everything. And you know, so <clears throat> I I'm all on board on wrestling is wrestling and enjoy what you yep. like. Yep. 
my favorite phrase is like what you like and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so another, another product I've been liking too is impact wrestling. Oh man. It's so good. It doesn't get enough love. I don't, man. I mean, just because it's hard to find and I get it, but man, it I, is the most consistent product on television, right? Yeah, now. it really is. And I was, a, I was a little worried with, you know, you know, with Josh Alexander injured and, wasn't too keen on who they were going to have the, the title. Cause I feel like they weren't built up enough. Right. But man, uh, what they're doing with Steve Macklin is actually great stuff. You know, challenging Nick Aldis uh, or Nick Aldis challenging him. Should I say, uh, or eventually, you know, that, that, you know, paint that picture, but with him kind of going up against Scott, Demore, Scott, Demore get involved in things, you know, Scott, Demore obviously, you know, former wrestler himself. And I, I I I dig it, you know, and their their women's division, T A Impact's women's division has been the best top for tier. a long time. I mean, before the Charlottes and the Sashas mm-hmm. and the Beckys, uh, the Baileys, Absolutely. you know, before way before that. I'm I'm talking when Victoria left and she became Tara, you know, yeah. uh, Mickey the James, knockout and, Tara, the knockouts yeah. area, right. I mean, and I guess it's still technically the knockouts era, but um, but man, it's so good. And their tag women's tag division's good. They're just top to bottom, man. That that last pay per view they had was was really good, really really good. And I love the way that they had it presented on TV. That that stage was nice and big, and mm-hmm. I don't know. They just they it was. They should be very proud of themselves in that that event. I've been saying this for years that if, and and I, this is a person that absolutely hated TNA. I, I did too. Stand TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and my co-host absolutely loved TNA. TNA was his favorite. In fact, every single week he flashes this up on the screen, just as a reminder, <laughs> like, um, we, we can't do a show now without perk angle. Making perk angle, baby. Um, but like, I, I'm right there with you. Like Impact, Impact is one of those companies that if they had a TNT, mm. they would be make they would be doing just as just as good a numbers as AEW. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised like ESPN hasn't tried to pick them up or something. To it, be honest with you, uh, I think ESPN has tried getting back into wrestling and they're not. Yeah, I think they're out of it now. But yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, that, it would be a good program for them to have. Oh, absolutely. But put, put that on ESPN two done, you know, ESPN two every Thursday night, watch yep. impact wrestling. I mean, yep. it would, it would do wonders for their product because they'd be able to, right. you know, start paying for bigger, bigger venues and all that. But I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, can we, can we get Brian Myers, a championship run though. Please get him a please. He's consistently one of the most underrated talents in wrestling. And, you know, we, we might be a little biased just because we're fans of the major pod, but like dude's so good. And I'm surprised they didn't put the title on Matt Cardona. Yeah. You know, he was having his hell of a run. I know. And he still is, but like in that first run when he won the NWA title, like how did they not go? Yeah, let's put it on this guy. Like, um, I mean, yeah. I love Josh Alexander, but what is Josh Alexander doing for your mainstream product? 
Yeah, it not not so much for the mainstream, but man, as a baby face, he's he a wrestler. He's a wrestling fans wrestler, right? He is how he, I put him. Exactly, that's a great way to put it. Actually, but yeah, he he did something rare where, you know, as a baby face, you wanted him to keep having the championship. You know, a lot right. of times it's like, okay, the baby face chases. Well, you wanted the, him to like squeak by a victory and right. keep going, keep going month after month, and um, which is rare air these days. And I think he did a lot, you know, for himself and for the title and for the pr- promotion. Um, but you're right. You know, not you know, we talk about mainstream. Not a people, you know, really know. Uh, if you probably if you bring up the North, you know, the former tag team with him and Ethan Page, you know, right. maybe they they be like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, but right. Because the, the North for a while were, were the tag team, but uh, absolutely. Um, but I think uh, I think I, I think you're kind of right in that aspect. I mean, he is he's kind of you know just a quiet, reserved guy that just loves wrestling. He, you know, he's a he's a wrestling fan's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he would have been hot in the '80s in the territories. Yes. He would have been huge. So. Oh, he would have been NWA world champion going up against Ric Flair. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Could you uh, imagine that match? Ric Flair in his prime against Josh Alexander? Yeah. My God. I would. Yeah. That would sell out any arena in the in the country. Right? They, they probably could go 90 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> People wouldn't get tired of it. So, so. so you being an AEW fan, and I know my feelings on this. How do you how do you feel about them bringing back these these time limit draws that we haven't really seen on oh. TV in a long time? This has been a point of contention with me. So, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I do some more Return Vocal Tavern and another great podcast. Um, uh, and just real quick, another quick cheap plug. I'm part of the Pod Foundation, so it's myself, Return Vocal Tavern, Extra Cooler, and Chick Foley Show. Um, but uh, Return Vocal Tavern, you know, they 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 are the uh, aw marks like the 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 the, the okay. flag their flagship show is they do deep dive into dynamite but i say all that because <laughs> in our group chat i was probably one of very few out of, the, uh, out of our group chat that did not like the time limit draw um and i think my point's kind of proven a little bit because yes they could have gone back to it but they've really done nothing to build that from way back when right um Especially with where Brian Danielson, that was Brian Danielson's first match against Kenny Omega. The, the title was not on the line. I really think they should have had somebody pull off the win, whether it be Kenny or Brian, either one. And right. it wouldn't have affected them. You know, uh, it really, I know that match gets praised and the match is fantastic, but that finish really just, it bugged me to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm not not too much of a fan to be honest with you, because um, you know they they advertise or they not advertise, but they especially then they were really kind of beating this drum like yeah we're like sports we're like sports we're like sports. Right. But what what sport does a fan like ends in a tie? Right. Nothing. That Nothing. was my thing. I so, feel that. Yeah. So I I, I wasn't a fan of it. So. I'm a, I'm a fan of it just because we hadn't seen it in so long and it's right. not been a it's not been a TV wrestling type thing. Um and it was really ballsy of them to do. It was. It was. Uh but you know, I could see how that is because there's some of them that just end awkwardly. 
And that's the biggest problem with them is that they just end awkwardly. Like, you know, you got to have some drama in it at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Kenny's down and there's four seconds left and Daniel Bryan can't get to him Mm -hmm. in time. Like that's, that's a good finish for that. Right. But you know, just them being laid out or still in a hold or anything like, I, I don't care for that, but, um, I think they really did it well with the with the Iron Man match. Yes, um, yes, they that did. finish was great. But that, that that I would have been okay if it ended in a draw on that. Really? But yes, mm. yeah, I was, I was, and it's weird for me to say that because I'm not a fan of Iron Man matches to begin with. Um, because I feel like the allure of a wrestling match is that it can end at any time. Okay, and all right. So when it re- an Iron Man match, you're like, okay, sit down because we're going to be here for 60 minutes. Like, mm. you know, it's it's a different way to look at it. But what what was your point that you were going to bring up there? Oh, uh, about the, about the Iron Man? Yes. Yeah. Well, but my only though thing though is your 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 customer is paying fifty dollars to watch this, and this right. is your main event. And if you end that in a tie, you're going to have a lot of pissed off people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You know, so yeah, on TV is one thing, but um, you right. do that. But I really thought that's where they were going, and in fact, Chad, they got one of the guys at a uh, Turnbuckle Tavern. They, he was like, "Man, I almost texted you to see where your head was at." <laughs> but you know, then they restart the match, and I was, I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> I think he's probably calmed down." But <laughs> I want to know how many people turned the TV off. That's a that's a good point. I mean, I want to know how many people were like, "Oh, him, it's over." Though. Like, well, shame well, on them. Damn. Yeah, you, you don't you don't stop watching wrestling until you see the or this has been copyrighted by right. you know, Titan Sports or unless whatever. You're watching, All Elite uh, Wrestling. Unless you're watching early NXT because they were right, a big, right, right, right. A big time swerve. Like would always happen right as that came up. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't stop watching. In fact. Rick Flair was on Joe Rogan's podcast this past week. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out, but he brought up a good point. You know, like they don't do the interviews after the match anymore. You know, the promos after the match, you know, after the main event, you know, like the tear in my eye promo that he did. Uh, You know, they just kind of just like, you just kind of wait for it to fade to black. You know, it's not like, you know, I would love, they brought in someone right after the match is over and be like, MJF, you just pulled off the victory, you know, all of that, you know, yeah. I, I would love that. And it's shoot an angle, like kind of, kind of do where, you know, where, where it's almost like a, a Marvel movie, you know, how you, they have let the credits play. Yeah. And then you're like, you're waiting for the next scene, you know, you can have where somewhere you shoot an angle and then somebody comes attacks the champion or something, you know, right. or, Shoot an angle, you know. Uh, but I think now the the new thing is obviously the press conference stuff, and that's the, what's been going to the interest. That's more recent, but before the press conference, it was just like right, fade to black. See you later. Tune in the raw or dynamite. See you, you on know? Wednesday. Like yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 there with you. But so you know, we we we've heard guys like Macho Man. We've heard Shawn Michaels. That kind of those kind of guys for you. Modern day. TV wrestlers, who who are you going after above all else? Yeah, um, man, I, I really love Cody Rhodes. I really, I, I I'm a I'm a Cody Mark. Um, man, the more and more he keeps 
He, he really keeps my interest with WWE a lot. Um, Same here. And and he really reminds me a lot of his dad. You know, and I know he's not trying for that, but just uh, the sheer emotion he brings out and out of his promos each and every week. It's just, it's, God, he's just so good. Um, I, I, I'm really digging with, uh, and I'm, I'm okay. I'm good that he lost, to be honest with you. So, um, the longer uh, I've been away from the match, the the more I'm okay with it. Yeah, basically. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, it took me about probably about that, probably that morning. I was, I woke up and I was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. You know, I was annoyed, went to bed. Obviously, I went to bed, so I didn't. Oh, yeah. No, I was. I was <laughs> well, it did keep me up all night. <laughs> I, I was uh, fast asleep 30 minutes later. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, we woke up the next morning like, ah, you know what? It's not so bad. But well, at, Cody- that point, at that point, I was four or five beers in. So like, <laughs> I, was, I was ready to go to sleep. Right. Um, Cody, but Cody's got my interest. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kenny. Kenny Omega, of course. Okay. Um, he, I, I'm, I'm uh, digging, digging with Kenny Omega. I mean, I just, I mean, he's just, he's so good. MJF, of course. Um, I think he's fantastic. I, I do like Roman. I think, um, you know, Roman is uh, pretty great. Um, I'm, I'm not one like that. It's like an all with the thousand day reign. To be honest with you, I don't. I, you know, when we look at that, it's just like it's not like an achievement necessarily for me. Uh, I know that's, that's, you know, people love to kind of count the days and things like that. But I'm like, guys, we're, we're talking about pro wrestling here, you know, where everything is good. It's not like he's out there winning the title every time, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, it's impressive. Don't get me wrong, but I'm and like, okay, good school. You know, I'm only a fan of it because it's something that's just not been done in 30 right. years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and I'm and, and keep, let's keep the ball rolling. You know, I'm good with it. You know, let it hit a thousand days. Like, yeah, let's go. We've to, made it to this point on accident because you know they didn't plan that. Right. 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 So, but uh, I, 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 and look, I've actually liked Roman before the Tribal Chief stuff. I'm, I'm in the minority in that. Um, I was, I was there for the. You know the sucker and sucker tash era. You know, <laughs> hated the promo, obviously, but I, I, you know, I Roman has something special. You know, I could see it then, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to beat my, my drum on that, but I was, I was a fan. You know, um, I, 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 I was, you know, good with what he did. Um, but yeah, I would have to say those are probably my my guys right now. Um, and Street Profits. So let me, uh, Montez oh, Ford. Montez He's Ford is the future. Yeah, Montez Ford is the future. I'm I'm here to say that dude has it all. Yeah, that He's dude has it. everything you you would want from a pro wrestler, and, and not that Dawkins doesn't because he does. Like, and yeah. he's gotten an incredible shape, and they work so well as a unit. But Montez just stands out, right? And they almost every team has to have a Marty, like yeah. And but he's not, not a that, Marty. He's really he's more like a. Uh, I don't know who would have to put it as, but I, I don't know. Maybe he'd be like the animal <laughs> Montez is the hawk. You yeah. know? Uh, hey. I don't know. It's just, it's good. Uh, and then women, Bianca Belair. Love Bianca Belair. I, I, I've said it a bunch of times. If I was to start a promotion, she would probably be my second or third pick right now. Yeah. Um, Bianca Belair is phenomenal. Um, and... I guess that's probably about it right now. So, 
We got you. I got you. Yeah. So, you know, we everyone has that one match that that is like a, it's a warm blanket to you. You can just mm-hmm. put it on and you just feel good and you just you can sit down and like just enjoy it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Do you have one of those matches? I have two of them. And I know, okay, I know you asked one. On. One, I'm going to go with the, with my, uh, this is, I think on, on a lot of people's list, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just a match that I can, like, I, I literally, like, fall asleep to because it's just like, like you said, a warm blanket. Like, ah, this is nice. Uh, my second one is probably a little bit more surprising, and that's Edge versus Mick Foley from WrestleMania 22. Oh, man. Doesn't get enough. Does not yeah. get enough at love. That matches and the and the build to that was just phenomenal because you know you have Edge who coming off this championship loss and he's just full of you know piss and vinegar and he <laughs> uh, he uh, he wants to and and legitimately he's pissed off like he wanted to be in the Triple H spot you know yeah and um, you know they they were able to build it perfectly where Mick was the the guest referee and he feels like Mick screwed him. And, you know, Mick is the lovable, you know, teddy bear, Muppet, you know, whatever else he was kind of calling him at that time. And he, t- he turns it up and he goes from that lovable character back to Cactus Jack, you know, uh, of course, the with a mix, Mick Foley spin on it. But uh, I love the way he came out with that dark flannel and then he takes it off. He's got the barbed wire around his chest and. After Edge speared him, you know, uh, I've been lucky enough now uh, to meet Lita. I uh, just met Mick Foley a couple months ago, about a month or two ago. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like, wait, I'm waiting to meet the, the the Holy Trinity of that magic. Of course, it would be <laughs> the Edge. So, um, table and all like that. Oh man, what a, what a spot, you know? And that's a spot you never really saw in WWE. And no. I, I would like to know, like. Who okayed that? Because or they probably I'm, had to jump through a lot of hoops to make that match happen. So. Yeah, yeah, I would make it happen so. the way they met. They made they did it. Yeah. Which and and a lot of time like this that kind of match right there. That's what makes the ruthless aggression era really special too. I think you know. Yeah. In some some regards, I think you had better wrestling than your Attitude Era. Um, the wrestling and, was better in Ruthless Aggression, but. Uh, the star power in the attitude era right. was bigger. Right. Exactly. So, um, it was, it was great. So, uh, yeah, that's just, that's, those are my two matches that I'm just like, and I'm just like, uh, I don't really want to think about like what I want to put on. I'm just like, uh, I'll just put this on, even though I've watched it 140 times. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I love those matches. I've, I've got, I've got a few that are like that, you know, what mine my big one is uh rock hogan wrestlemania oh yeah and it, that's just one that i can just put on and enjoy the other one is uh punk and cena from money oh that's a great one yeah that's another one i haven't watched that one actually in a good little while but that's a great one too because you if you want to just sit and go on a ride mm-hmm. like what a bet what a great match to go on a ride with you know right. i'm I am a, a big proponent of the crowd can make or break the match. You can have a five-star match, but if the crowd isn't into it, then like, uh, what are oh, we yeah. doing? Yeah, no, it doesn't, and, doesn't matter. And the crowd for that match, it 
the only thing that rivals the crowd for that match was probably one night stand RVD versus Cena. Yeah. And it's funny that those two are Cena matches were seen as basically the heel, yeah. but um, you know, it, that we've said that a million times on here. Like if I'm going to get someone to try to get into wrestling, I'm sending them t- at least two matches, maybe three. And it's, it's Cena punk with the video package so that you mm-hmm. get the, you get the story. Mm-hmm. And because it was such a quick story, like it's easy to, okay, I'm, I've got it. I've got right. it all. Let's do the match. Um, it is Rob Van Dam versus Cena. Just mm-hmm. because I want you to see, I want you to get the goosebumps from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's rock Hogan because like the two, the two biggest stars to ever do wrestling, like right. the two biggest mainstream stars going at it. And it's a good match. It's not a five star yeah. classic, but it's yeah. a good match, and the crowd it, is hot. It doesn't need. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't need to be a five star match either. So they they could have stared down for ten minutes, and the crowd still would have been hot. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, man. Well, usually, usually we start to wrap it up around here. Uh, you big. Uh, you're a big Cody Rhodes fan. Were you a big Cody Rhodes fan in AEW? I, I wanted I to ask you this just a little bit ago. Yes, I was. I was a Cody Rhodes fan. And I, I was. I, I felt like it was a maybe at the time, especially when he left. I thought maybe it was a miss that he, that he didn't turn heel, but I'm glad he didn't. Now looking retrospectively, well, according to him, he did. Well, <laughs> you're right. You're actually right. Yeah, Cody verse um, was was uh, all him being a heel. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, I was really <laughs> expecting like. Man, I, I, you know what I would have loved to see, and it, it looked, looked like it was kind of going that way at some point. Like it's just his hair just slowly more from that that jet, you know, that platinum blonde back into that black, you know, just slowly, you know, almost right. like Venom taking him over, you know. That would have been uh, great. That would have been a know? great way to turn heels. Like, yeah, you yeah. see the darkness coming out in him. Right, right. Uh, uh, but you know, retros- looking retrospectively, you know, I mean, uh, I, it. <laughs> And one of the biggest reasons why I love Cody and and I'm huge kudos to WWE, they took him right off of AEW television and copy paste right onto into WrestleMania like music, coat, gear, look, everything. It was I was floored by that. To be honest, I with truly you. believe that's why he's so over in WWE yeah. is that they didn't try to change a thing, right? Yep. And. I had to ask that because I've heard a lot of people that could not stand him in AEW are now a huge fan. And it's just like, okay, like it's literally the same character. Like, what do you yeah. not like? I, I loved it in AEW. I just, I, I would like to have seen like a, maybe, maybe like I said, retrospectively, not, not a good idea, but at the time I was like, eh, you know, let's do mainly because I think it would have elevated AEW a little bit more. Um, maybe give it that NWO like angle potentially. Um, because that's what AEW is missing is that NWO angle. Um, mm-hmm. right now it's like the one true angle that's just like that draws in the mainstream fans. Uh, that's I think that's what I really think they're missing right now. So, but like I said, I I loved what he was doing. I mean his his match with Dustin was phenomenal. Work with MJF was phenomenal. Jericho, um, I you know, uh, it gets a lot of hate, you know, but. Um, 
I'm trying to blank the guy, UK guy, UK boxer. Oh yeah, a go go, go go. Yeah, I mean, that's I, it was a good match. You know, I, you know, was it like again? Was it five star? No, but I think they could have worked on storyline. But I, I still dug it um, because of just the, the the again the emotion he brought brought out of things. So um, I, I will uh, say this about that: it was the wrong decision for Cody to go over in that match. Yeah. Um, because he essentially just buried a dude that was very young and started was starting to get heat. Right. And now right. where where has he been ever yeah, since? I don't know where he's been. He's <laughs> fallen off the face of the earth, but he's he's far away from uh from QT. <laughs> the, the the only problem with Cody in AEW for me was that he booked himself into a corner by not being able to challenge for the belt. I see, I like that. Because I liked it at first, but at the end, it was just like, so what are we going to do with you, though? Are we going to just put the TNT title on you again? Like, you booked yourself into a corner because, like, okay, well, now he can't do anything higher than this. It's a very dusty thing to do, though. (laughs) It is. It is a dusty thing to do. That's (laughs) That's why I loved it. It's like, damn. And it's ballsy, too, to do that, to have one of your main event guys three months into your new promotion saying, Hey, I'm either going to win the title or I'm never going to challenge for it again. You know, and and maybe that was one of the points where it's like, I mean, I've done everything here. Like I got to go. <laughs> right. You know? Uh, so and it, maybe it was one of those things where it pushed him out. Um, and obviously he wasn't trying to get out. I just, that was just one of the things that was like looking around and like, okay, what, what do, what am I going to do next? <laughs> you know, like right. you said, so, um, but especially when you look at it now, it's, you know, with him not winning the title, the, the universal title, God, man, he is, uh, just like his father. <laughs> uh, um, and we all know he's going to like, it's, it's yeah, that point where he's going to, I don't think he comes back to WWE without that, like guarantee, like I'm winning the title at some point, right. but I also think you gotta at this point, if you're that close to a thousand days, you gotta let Roman go to a thousand days. Yeah. And yeah. and now we want him to win the title even more. I, I just don't want it to be like, okay, we're we're making this decision purely because of a thousand days. Like well, no, we're making this decision right. because of a thousand days and we're trying to get Cody back over, you know, get him uh, you know, sympathy and we could uh, have a program. You could have a program with Brock Lesnar, and we could take Roman off the of TV for a little while, give him some rest. You know, I, I don't. Right. I didn't want it just to be just a thousand days. You know, right? No, I, yeah. I get you there. So, my, I, I even said, you know, something about it. There was someone that on Facebook or it may maybe on Reddit that was like, well, you know, Cody hadn't faced enough adversity yet. So he needed to face some adversity. And it's like, dude, bro tore his peck off the bone, <laughs> tore his peck off the bone, wrestled with it was out for eight months. Like seems like adversity to me, yeah, but yeah. you know, Hey, I, we're all here for the ride where there's a reason why we're not the bookers. Yeah. Exactly. And like, <laughs> and who knows, maybe we will be one day, but you know, I, I don't know if I want that, that uh, responsibility. To be quite honest with I, you. I don't want people to come at me with that, but like if my local indie wants to give me the book, I'll do yeah. it. Like, there you go. You know, I, I already, I already pitch enough stories to, to 
some of our guys anyway, so like <laughs> might as well make it official. But um, man, it was great having you on tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Tell people, uh, tell people where to find your podcast one more time. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can head over to comingdownthealepod.com where you can find um, all the links to our social media, um, YouTube. Uh, I post stuff every once in a while, but really Instagram is where it's popping right now. Um, so definitely follow. Follow us there. Uh, follow us everywhere. And then uh, subscribe every Friday morning is a new episode. Uh, every two weeks, we'll drop another episode of the list where we do a top 10 of something. We just dropped a top 10 Jake the Snake Roberts matches. Mm. Um, we got coming up uh, top 10 The Rock matches uh, with me and Miles. And uh, also make sure you're uh, also following uh, Pod Foundation at The Pod Foundation. Um, where it's a group of collective pod podcasts with myself, Chick Foley, Extra Cooler, and the Turnbuckle Tavern, uh, where we kind of got get each other's backs in this crazy world of podcasting. Hey, you gotta you gotta have friends in this business. You gotta have your you factions, know. brother. You gotta have your factions. You know, uh, maybe maybe we'll do the the Pod Foundation against the Brothers in Kayfabe. Oh man! Like, oh baby! It's got it's got to be if we do that. It's got to be in um, War Games. We have we have one one person entering the stream yard every <laughs> every two minutes. That, that could actually be that could actually be pretty yard. entertaining though, actually. <laughs> Just have a debate topic and we're, we're <laughs> well, well, okay. So Bret Hart, right? Like <laughs> Here's why the Montreal screw job is a work. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, don't start me on that because I'm a believer that the screw job is a work. Oh, like, baby. Oh, like baby. I think it I I think I think they meant for Bret Hart to go over there and get out get even more over and then come back and then he got hurt. Like yeah. Yeah, but, without a doubt. But then it again, be- like Brett is Brett can be so vindictive and like full of himself that I don't know if he would have let it happen anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a talk for another day, yeah. but yeah. um, before we leave everybody, once again, here in the Oklahoma area in Oklahoma city in Tulsa, the East side of the state majestic championship wrestling. The winner takes it all Creek nation, Indian community center, Doors open at 6 p.m. May 19th. Bell at 7 p.m. Come get your gimmicks. Come watch some great wrestling here in the state of Oklahoma. Come see TikTok star Colby Cheese as our general manager. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come find me. You can get your signed Kinzer Keel 8x10s and maybe even a signed $100 bill if you're lucky. Maybe. Maybe. I got to like you a lot. (laughs) But... Uh, for for this, I have been Kinzer Keel. He has been the one and the only J Bone, Boney Khan, Boney Shivati, the voice of your adulthood. <laughs> and we like to say that wrestling is a little too sweet for life. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>